0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about interest rate fundamentals. Some people come from the school that interest rates are set by central banks. While central banks play a leadership role in rate setting, they don't actually set the interest rates. Those rates are set by the open market, irrespective of what central bank dictates. On today's show, we're going to look at examples which will hopefully prove that and what that means for you as a real estate investor going forward. The whole concept of interest is based on the notion that receiving money today is worth more than receiving the same amount of money in the future. It's that old concept of a bird in the hand is worth more than a bird in the tree. That premium that we're willing to pay to receive money today is what we call the interest rate. It's the cost of borrowing funds. Funds are a commodity, all of the things being equal. Lenders should be willing to lend funds at exactly the same rate irrespective of the borrower. But if the rate is going to vary from one borrower to the next, there has to be a reason. Borrowers perceived as representing a higher risk to repayment, then the lender will want to be compensated for that additional risk. They'll want to charge a risk premium on that cost of borrowing. That's why interest rates on bonds for Ecuador are higher than interest rates for bonds on the U.S. dollar. Ecuador is seen as a higher risk than the U.S. In Turkey, the central bank lowered its benchmark rate to 14% from 15% on Thursday, its fourth consecutive rate cuts in September. Back in September, the interest rate was 19%, and previous rate cuts demanded by Turkish President Erdogan triggered a collapse in the Turkish lira. The currency has lost 40% of its value against the dollar since September, making it one of the worst-performing investments in the world. The lira slid another 3.6% just this week on Thursday, crossing the 15 lira to the dollar exchange rate for the first time. The impact of the declining value of the lira is that imports are now much more expensive. For example, Apple stopped shipping iPhones to Turkey earlier this year unless they were prepaid in U.S. dollars because the company was simply losing too much money by selling them in Turkish lira. The Turkish government said that interest rates were lower and the market responded with a resounding statement that Turkey represented too much risk of default and therefore a risk premium was warranted. In a world of global trade, governments don't have the luxury of acting in an isolated fashion. At some point, the creditors of the U.S., whether it be a foreign oil company expecting to get paid or a Chinese supplier to Walmart hoping to get paid for selling millions of Christmas decorations, they'll want to get paid in funds that they can trust. And if the risk of repayment is too high, then a premium will be attached to those funds. The U.S. Federal Reserve has been buying assets for which there are no buyers at interest rates far below rates that would attract investors, and they're holding those bonds on the Fed's balance sheet as an asset. See, if the currency is being devalued, it's another way of attaching a risk premium to an investment. It's no different than selling a bond at a discount to its face value. If the face value on a bond is, say, 1%, and there's a year remaining until the bond matures, if the market wants not 1%, but 10%, then that bond will sell for 91% of its face value. You add the 1% yield, which is the coupon to the 9% discount and you get a bond that yields 10% on the one year remaining in the investment. The question becomes who will pay the price for that risk premium? Will it be the borrower or will the risk premium be paid by the entire population of a nation? For now the Federal Reserve is saying they're going to taper their bond buying program. It's a test of sorts. They want to test the market and see if there's still a market for US Treasuries at rock-bottom prices, meaning at low interest rates. This signal will tell the Federal Reserve how much they need to raise interest rates in order to attract buyers. Now, it's been some time since I went shopping in the covered bazaar in Istanbul and Turkey. This giant covered market is one of the most fascinating markets in the world. You can buy all kinds of things, jewelry, gold, furniture, food, and spices. It's chaotic, and it's a magical place. But even when I went there for the first time as a child, vendors would readily accept U.S. dollars instead of Turkish Lira. And Today, the Turkish market seems more like a currency trading floor, with local vendors buying foreign currencies in an absolute frenzy. There's a real danger that if the U.S. takes the same approach as Turkey, and thinks that the market rules don't apply to them, they will suffer the same consequence as Turkey. They can continue to print money without consequence. Well, it didn't work for the Roman Empire, it didn't work for Weimar Germany, it's not working for Turkey right now, and at some point it'll stop working for the U.S., This means that interest rates are going up, regardless what Jerome Powell says, regardless what President Biden says, irrespective of what the Bank of England says and regardless what the European Central Bank says. They can set the rate wherever they like, and the market will ultimately dictate the risk premium being attached to that debt. If you have any doubts about whether what I'm saying is true, ask yourself a very simple question. Would you lend out money at 2% if you knew that the consumer price index, the rate of inflation, was running at 7.1%? meaning the dollar was being devalued at 7% per year. It wouldn't make any sense. You'd be 5% in the hole. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.